Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and this is the Nightline Podcast. If you're interested in cars, car repair, music, fitness, technology, and more, this is the podcast for you. Interested in more of what's going on at Dubai Eye? Go to DubaiEye1038.com and search out our podcasts and blogs. Want to get in touch with me? Nightline at DubaiEye1038.ae. Enjoy the show. So what are you listening to now? That's the big question. This is the Car Clinic. Glenn Power joining us here in studio, and we're going to fix cars for the next hour. Uh, we had a good afternoon, actually. We we, we crossed paths at Auto Mechanica yeah. 2018. Oh, the trade show there. Oh, yeah, it was uh, quite an interesting, <laughs> quite an interesting <laughs> afternoon. You know, I, it's an interesting afternoon in that this is a trade show for aftermarket parts for mm. vehicles, cars, trucks. They were talking motorbikes at one point. The and and we're talking just cool the coolest stuff on the planet. There's nothing being sold there, but if you're an enthusiast, if you're someone who's working in the industry, this is a not to miss trade show. And there is just everything under the sun. In fact, one of my one of the things that I really loved as I was walking around was um, some manifold gaskets for Volvos that. <laughs> I, I was looking at these, and I ended up having a conversation with the people who were manufacturing these Volvo trucks. And I said, is this a is this a, a mock-up model? And he goes, no, no, that is what the gasket looks like. And it was a, a very, very thin piece of aluminum, and it mm. was exquisitely beautiful, something you could hang on the wall yeah. as an art piece. <laughs> yeah, if you're that way inclined. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I sometimes, you know, you, you see things like that, and it's such a dirty job and so involved and painstaking to do that kind of work and but the engineering that goes into creating that yeah. little tiny gasket is great yeah there yeah. were uh, all, all sorts of pumps there as well it was it was really a cornucopia oh, everything, <laughs> everything yeah everything from a little <laughs> seal to you know all the way through yeah. to the full front end of a car if you yeah they had those as well yeah. <laughs> it was fantastic yeah it's on for two more days if you want to go down and check it out auto mechanica 2018 i, I highly encourage it actually yeah um, i think the the value is just opening your eyes or having your eyes opened yeah. to the fact that you know what those parts you were scrapping around for a couple of months ago mm. they're actually available there's somebody out there doing yeah. them so and i'm not mis- mistaken it's free entry but you yes. do have to sign up and you just do have to get up, in line yeah. but totally worth going to yeah, I, that's it i signed up and uh, they give you a you can fill all your details in online and it's a bit like online checking at the airport yeah. you just go with your pin number type it in and it prints your badge out there you go take a lanyard and off you go Simple. So go check that out. Auto mechanic. And what were we doing there? We were talking technology, actually. Yeah. You were on a panel. I was asking questions to the panel and and other things and presenting a little bit of research that has been done on electric vehicles and disruptive change that's coming in the next five years in the aftermarket's part industry. And it, it was interesting conversation, especially, I think one of my favorite presentations of the day was uh, by uh, the, the RTA. Yeah, and Dr. Ali. Dr. Yeah. Ali talking to us about what the taxi service is doing with electric cars, uh, hydrogen cars, hybrid cars, and, and hydrogen being one they like, but the, the enormous issue being the fuel. Yeah. Uh, electric cars, they like them. They're using them in the limousine service, but it's a four-hour charge time. Yeah. Creates a problem. The only one that really works is the hybrid. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I, but like he, he went on to say, the hybrid, they've had them around for 10 years. Yeah. And they've done fine-tuning after fine-tuning, and now to the point after 10 years, they're finally happy with how they cope in our environment. And we yeah. come to it time and time again on our show, don't we, that 
our environment does very strange things to vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, 10 years for hybrids to get where they are, and, and it's anybody's guess, but electric vehicles and, like you say, the charging times yeah. may get down. Fuel cell, the, the expense and the cost is obviously yeah. the storage and the distribution of the hydrogen, which is a very dangerous yeah. and, and the fact that they have one place to fill with hydrogen exactly. in the city. There's a monopoly on it, and it's it's that's it. Yeah, I think I think the number he used for the taxis. There's 13 ta- dedicated taxi charging points for the electric cars, and then any number through DY and, and other yeah. things. But you're still looking at a four-hour charge time. Yeah, and, and and you've got to think about these these guys that are operating the taxis. Yeah, you know, that four hours down, they yeah. haven't got another car to get into. That that is how they make their money. Yeah. And four hours is is half of their shift gone mm. if they're doing eight-hour mm. days. So you know, it's it's a lot to yeah. think about. But we'll get there. You know, yep, charging absolutely. times have to come down. Yeah, the other the other thing that I th- thought was interesting was uh, Jal, a company out of Singapore, was uh, selling some nice hybrid oils for vehicles, and I thought, okay, this is very cool. Mm. A name that I don't typically associate with uh, engine lubricants. So yeah, that, that was a lot of oil companies. There was a lot of oil yeah, companies I've never lot. heard of. Yeah, it's like the, the oil price was so cheap a while ago. Yeah. Everyone thought, hey, why not mm, get into oil? <laughs> yeah. And and they've all you know they're they're full of synthetics. They're full of additives. They're yeah. they're really working hard to maintain the educate uh, education, maintain your engine, and educate us about lubricants. So I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Uh, that's Auto Mechanica. I think we give them a nice plug. <laughs> but it, and the reason we do that is there's so many of you who are automotive enthusiasts. And this is just a great opportunity to go and get some cards, get some contacts, and find out, okay, when you need that part or this part, who might you be able to contact who's yeah. going to throw it in shop and ship and get you sorted out? And I'm telling you, there were some fantastic, fantastic parts there. Oh, yeah. Um, how's the week been over at the workshop? Hot yeah. and busy. Hot and busy. Yeah. We we're, uh, we certainly aren't struggling for work at the minute, and it's it's all AC, our poor AC tech is really flat out uh, having to help him out left right and center but you know that's the way it is uh, it's not going to change now for three or four months i guess it's that reminder time again and i know that i've, I've heard it on my other shows where people say all oh, you guys are talking about is ac but it's you know we're, let's call this a public service announcement you're if you have not had an ac checkup in a while and your car is starting to age a little bit and maybe you're noticing the performance of that ac is you know just not like it used to be probably a good time to go to your neighborhood garage the one that you trust and just have them give you a checkup to make sure that that thing is not going to fail you at four o'clock in the afternoon when you're doing a a run with the children and the mother-in-law is waiting for you and your car is going to be out of service that's right the the worst the worst call we get uh it's 2 15 in the afternoon and it's uh, mother or father driving into the workshop. They get out and you can see the sweat across yeah. their chest where they've had the seatbelt. Oh, yeah. And obviously their AC isn't working. Yeah. They've had it parked outside the office in the sun all morning, all after, all, all through lunch time. They get in it at 2 o'clock to go and pick the kids up from school. And the AC's not working. And yeah. it's 60 degrees in the cabin. And it's you know, sat in traffic, so there's no airflow with the windows open. Yeah. And, and that is a real problem. Yeah. And and it's it's one of those sort of cliched or worst case scenarios that we can easily make up and talk about, but it is so common that it happens. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so easy to to prevent. This is the side. Yeah. That and obviously we've talked about it before. You know, something leaks, it leaks. There's nothing yeah. much you can do about that. But the amount of component failures that we see, which are almost always down to mismaintenance or insufficient maintenance. Yeah. 
This is the Car Clinic, by the way. If you're wondering what you've tuned into, Glenn joining us from GT Auto Center. We're fixing cars. This is how you can join us. It's the Car Clinic, and we're fixing cars. Glenn Power joining us from GT Auto Center. And if you've got questions, any questions, small, large, in between, love to hear from you about your your car maintenance issues, your car maintenance experiences, your car maintenance woes. And maybe, just maybe, we can help you sort through some of those issues. Yesterday on the on the Car Talk show, yeah. Um, thank you very much for your text through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was listening yesterday. Today is quite a, quite a good show. <laughs> well, we and we did, by the way, suggest that this person who wanted to get a, a Jaguar XJ um, or X Type, yeah. it was 2006 year model, mm. great price, what 9,000 Durhams, yeah. and he's saying, "What do you think?" And and you know, it's a Jaguar for 9,000 Durhams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 9,000. Your message was, "I'm not fixing that for you." Yeah, <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I was obviously being a bit yeah, facetious, but but that it's going to require. It's the maintenance. Yeah, and it's kind of what we've been talking about with auto mechanic, but it's the parts. Yeah. It's it's the it's hard to get parts. And cars get to sort of an age here where people kind of forget about them. You know, yeah. there's not that many cars that are over sort of twelve, fifteen years mm. that are that easy to maintain, unless you start talking about cameras, Corollas, Echos, sure. things like yeah, that. Yeah, they go forever. Yeah, and they they. they there's no part supply for those it's just they don't need parts yeah and that, that's just the way it is but you know it, it's a long time for any vehicle in this environment this climate so yeah the, think the, about the, and i guess that what what our conversation came down to last night with this car was that yeah it's a great price now plan in you're gonna you're gonna need some regular maintenance there are going to be some expensive parts that yeah. you will eventually be buying and even the things that are pretty common because they're not necessarily readily available, are going to become expensive for you. That's right. And the parts for that car today are more expensive than when the car was new 12 go. years ago because everything's more expensive. Yeah. So so you've got to figure the economy out. And I think um, Intershan said, you know, you got if you're paying 7000 or whatever it was for the car, you're probably going to have that in a report because you know you bring yeah. it to me or anywhere you want to go with it we're looking for problems to protect you yeah. and to protect the seller because the seller has a responsibility for six months now that's for yeah. the rta you know you sell a car you've got a responsibility to the to the buyer that you know you've sold them something that's not going to have a catastrophic failure in the first yeah. six months so exactly. everyone needs to be aware of what the condition is and yeah, yeah it, it's a shame because it's a it's, it's a Jaguar for it's a Jaguar. seven thousand dirhams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bitter against towards that car because it, it's a Jaguar, and I always imagine Jaguars to be huge, big cars. Yeah. That's a small but one. I can't fit in them. Yeah, that's. A, I physically that's a small can't one. drive an X-Type. Yeah. I mean, that's partly my fault for being so tall. It's not necessarily the car's fault. They didn't design all the cars for me, but I just can't drive it. And it's mm. a Jaguar, and I always think I should fit in a Jaguar. The program you're listening to, by the way, is the Car Clinic. Glenn joining us from GT Auto Center. My name's James Pikeway. If you've got issues with your vehicle, something you're trying to fix, by all means, get in touch. Maybe we can help you out. The The other question that came up yesterday uh, all had to do with, uh, again, a question we've had many, many times, and I'll fire it back at you. It was a Porsche with the, the, the ceiling, the cloth roof coming yeah. off, and, and what to do about that. Yeah, so I, I, uh, f- for me, we do it regularly and we must see there's a car every day in the workshop in that condition from various stages to just started to completely covering the rear screen so do you guys do it in your shop itself no we we, if if the customer opts for an original replacement part that we buy from the from the agency 
or a aftermarket supplier we will remove and replace but we don't have a upholsterers in the shop mm, so okay. we will subcontract that work sometimes if it's a customer who he or she may be very particular that we're the only ones to work on the car we'll remove the part and then we'll yeah. give it to the upholsterer but sometimes we can just give the whole car we can refer the customer to them okay. whichever works best for the it's, customer Dushan's thought that this can be a fairly expensive yeah. operation I mean and and ultimately the price and the quality seem to go together so if you yeah. want a jobber job you know you can go over by the mosque in Krama boom they can they can you know get this done for you in about 10 minutes yeah if you want a good job that's going to cost you a little bit more yeah that's right you do this is one of those jobs a bit like bodywork mm. you do get what you pay for with it you know it, when it comes to cosmetics you certainly do get what you pay for there's a there's a lot goes into it if you imagine that the manufacturer has put their material in and it's failed you obviously want something that's as equal or if not better than that material and if you're getting it done in a day by some questionable organization then it's probably not going to be the material that's going to last very long and that's yeah. a bit of false economy so a big job we typically estimate two to three days if it's going to wow. be done properly and uh, i hear uh Intershan mention sara yeah everybody knows sara auto care and alcools they are one of the most famous companies certainly for cosmetic works and yeah they, they are up there but you do get a good job and they guarantee it mm. and yeah, just make sure you're aware that although you're going to get a great job you are going to pay for that yeah okay good go in with your eyes open but yeah. if it's your porsche or your corolla exactly. and you yeah. want that you, you, you it's like any car you look up and it's like oh really it's sagging yeah. ceiling you feel uh, awful. The other thing is as well with with big established people and companies like that, they have the best yeah. selection <laughs> of the material. And if you think about the different shades of beige or grey or black or whatever it might be, what your interior is, you really want it to match. You know, you don't want to mm. take a beige roof lining in yeah. that's sagging down and come back out with a grey one because that's as close as they could get. Yeah. So you really want to think about it. The, the bigger companies have more of a choice when it comes to matching the colors and you'll get it pretty much bang mm. on got a great one that's come in from alex and he's got a dashboard crack oh oh dear he says uh just the plastic top from where the dashboard meets the windshield to 10 centimeters in the direction of the steering wheel it's a cadillac escalade uh, any idea what kind of price one looks at to get these kind of things fixed any suggestions on what to do tips etc and it's yeah. a 2012 year model as well happens frequently doesn't it, yeah. it well, that's why people have those carpet deflectors on the dash which yeah i i always look at that and go and cringe but then i think there's a reason they have that yeah it stops the dashboard getting cracked, cracked. <laughs> <laughs> and th this is one of those situations where you know the this the good old foldable sunshade will help mm. obviously it's too late for that now one thing to point out here is sometimes and and there are a lot of people that will offer to fill and paint oh, like it was a body panel it does not sound it's not a good idea okay um they tend to crack on their weakest points and normally around where the airbag would uh, be ejected from so that's obviously a thinner section of plastic to allow the airbag to come out on the passenger side mm tends to be there first but this sounds obviously like it's on the uh, driver's side but still what you don't want are pieces of filler and plastic 
flying through the air yeah. if and when you were unlucky enough to have an accident and the airbag comes out and then all sorts of forces on that dashboard yeah. so you don't want to to go down is, that is route. he looking at a dashboard board replacement yeah oh, uh, no. you'll find that vehicles now to be fair on the escalade i can't say if if that message had come through without a vehicle on it i wouldn't have said it would be an escalade there are a lot of vehicles i would have said that wouldn't have been on the list so they're not that common but the vehicles that it's common on those parts are readily stocked by most of the agencies hmm. uh, so i i don't want to is it an easy installation typically for these some things? of them are yeah. yeah some of them are literally just the top panel okay some clips of them off, you change yeah but some of them you take the whole thing out yeah. even if you're not changing the whole thing you've got to get it out to get underneath to get the screws for the part that you do yeah. need to change so it varies from vehicle to vehicle quite widely so here, here's the other option right is it's getting that crack it's already happened get the carpet you put down on the dash and then you can forget about it. Well, that's it. Yeah. I mean, then you don't need to see it. But he doesn't have the dash. He doesn't have that dash carpet on there now, and I don't have any on my car, and I really don't want any. So, I'd be. But I have a lot of customers that could cover it up, yeah. and they would lay awake at night, and I'll get yeah. messages. That's There's, the problem. I've got customers that will message me at three or four in the morning, where they've been looking on yeah. eBay or wherever to find yeah. a part that I've told them might need changing on the next service. Yeah. You know, because they can't yeah. rest knowing that there's something potentially that needs mm. doing so if that's the kind of situation you find yourself in Alex then you can get those parts it, on the Escalade it may be that it's an expensive part I mean that's a premium high-end car yeah so unless you put the cover on it yeah you're basically yeah. if you want to that's, fix it. that's not the news he wanted to hear no, no. it's doable, it's the, doable. The, the main thing is it's doable and if yeah. you're not too worried about the price as long as it gets done well then you can get it fixed and it won't be a problem Okay, there we go. But could, you know, is there any issues leaving it? I mean, except that it's aesthetically kills your eye and you look at it every time and you cringe because he loves his car. Yeah, I mean, there's not really, not yeah. really any problems with it. The dashboard's just there to cover everything that's not yeah. nice to look at. Basically, it's just there as a design feature. What what we're more what worries me more is, is repairing it with any kind of filler or adhesive yeah. or anything else. I just don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. Looks like you're going to have to head to head to your favorite garage and see can they get you a replacement. Yeah, there we go, Alex. Let, let us know how you make out with that, by the way. And you know what? They're not. I, like I said, I don't think there's that many of those that have had that problem. I may be wrong because again, I don't see a hundred of those a week. But you might find that there's a second-hand one somewhere. Yeah. You know, you never know. Yeah, there we go. It's that simple. Car Clinic's the program. Glenn joins us every week at this time, and we field your questions about car maintenance. It's that simple. Glenn joins me every week at this time from GT Auto Center, and what he does is help you uh, answer the questions you have about the maintenance of your vehicles, and it, it could be anything uh, from small to large, from oil to mufflers to parts. You know what? We can help you, yep. or Glenn can. In fact, uh, we're, we're moving on to the next question here, and, and thank you very much for all of the SMSs that are coming through. We work through all of them, and I promise we won't leave anyone hanging. Uh, here's a great one. Can you recommend anyone to do an aftermarket exhaust for a 2009 Cayenne Turbo uh, S uh, Cat 2 replacement with straight pipes and uh, less baffling in the rear muffler? That make any sense to you? Yeah. So we're looking at uh, yeah. We're looking from what I read. We're looking at making a bit more noise. Obviously, with less less baffling in the rear muffler. Do you think uh, it wants to make less noise or more, more noise? More noise, yeah, so yeah, with what? less baffling, yeah, yeah. we're going to make more noise and then a cat replacement, so we're going to get more 
Are we talking flow. catalytic converters? Yeah. yeah. So we're going to get more more flow, which is going to help the engine breathe and potentially like get a little a bit. Fortune. More. This is. Oh not yeah, that's not going to be cheap. No, no, that's not going to be cheap. I mean, what? But tend it's going to sound like a lion. It's going to sound how you want it to sound. Yeah. yeah. What I tend to get with people uh, that want to change their exhaust for this kind of thing, and there are companies out here that do it. Fox Exhaust in Alcours, Gulf Exhaust as well. They're, they're two the, that you recommend. Two that people know of. Okay. They've been around for years, and that they do great work over there. But most people I deal with tend to buy them themselves, and they'll come in with a huge, you know, they'll come in with a huge box that they've had shipped in, and they'll say, "Can you fit this for me, or can you fit, can you arrange the time to fit this for me?" Yeah. I, really, is the majority of people buying them from outside. So. In terms of cost to do it locally, I I, I couldn't uh, give you a cost, but yes, yeah, certainly Fox or Gulf Exhaust, they're right. they're two people, two organisations that do do some great work. But there are others out there. Yeah. But if you've got an idea, and it seems like you've done a bit of reading up on this. Yeah. If you have, and you've got an idea of the brand you want, then just have a look at what yeah. it's going to cost you to bring that in yourself. There you go. Yeah. There but you um, go. one thing to think about is maybe upgrading the intake system. You may have already done that, and this might be your stage two. But if you upgrade the intake as well as the exhaust, you will get a real noticeable difference. Mm. So, there, Nigel, you know what? If you want to have a further conversation on this, go and, go and buy Glenn a coffee, and uh, you can sit down and... and tea, please. Tea. Ice tea. tea. Ice tea. Yep. Yeah, there we go. An iced tea, <laughs> and you can sort things through. I kind of like a Guji Natural Espresso myself, but hey, where can we go? Why not? Yeah. So, I think that would be a great thing to do, but yeah, there are, there are a couple places, and we, we hate plugging people, but... Fox, you said, was one. Yeah, Gulf Exhaust. exhaust. So two places to go check out, and there are others. But, uh, yeah, there we go. Just one thing we might have to throw in there. You may have an issue with the RTA on that. I would get it checked. Now, I would think both of those establishments would have have experience with this. So this is my point. So if you go to Gulf or Fox, then being reputable companies, they are going to say, look, if you fit this, you'll get through the RTA, it's it's approved if you fit this, it won't. Normally you don't get through, obviously, on emissions. If you've changed, taken the cats out, potentially your emissions will be too high. You can't take the cat, you can't take out the catalytic converters. That's They're reducing the cells normally, and you yeah. can reduce them right, okay. considerably right down. It's just uh, unethical, not good car, for the environment. Yeah, I mean, on a car, well, exactly, but on a car, sort of 2009, we're talking nine years, nine years in our climate, the engine might not be running that well in terms of what it's kicking out of the back. So it might My be Jeep still passes. It's 2000. Yeah. It's got yeah. z- zero acceleration, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, this, this Turbo S is going to be uh, a little bit of a different animal. But again, if, you, if you've regularly serviced it, you might not have too yeah. much of an issue. But the noise, the noise is sometimes a problem. You yeah. know, we, we had, a, we had a, an SRT 10 Viper Whoa. Dodge Ram in the other week. And we were taking the exhaust off. It had failed the RTA and we had to put a standard exhaust on it. Really? And that was it. And it... It was tears in the eyes yeah. of that owner. Yeah, his neighbours were really happy. Yeah, of <laughs> his course. neighbours are loving it. <laughs> but no, so definitely get it checked. And if it's something you're going to bring in yourself, yeah. you may want to try and do a bit of research on whether or not it's going to be legal here. Oh, okay, very good. Lots of questions to ask. Nigel, you've got some homework to do, yeah. but yes, it's possible and there are some great people to yeah. do it for you here. Another question that's come through, and this is this is an interesting one. Because it, it starts off by asking, what constitutes a fake rim? There are companies making rims out of China. They aren't fake, but just considered poor quality. 
what is the deal with insurance? I've heard of them not paying out, but why for some of these Chinese or other low quality products, but what is considered a fake rim? Yeah, I've heard of vehicles in serious accidents where it turns out they've had counterfeit parts. Mm. Not particularly rims that I can think of. Tires is one that I've heard before. Brakes Brake as pads, well. Yeah. yeah, Pads and calipers. Yeah, so I've heard of that causing issues with insurance. For me, I imagine they have to then prove that the owner of the vehicle knowingly installed counterfeit parts to say mm-hmm. they're not going to help the owner out. I mean, yeah. that that's something that I'm assuming... Yeah. would have to be done look th- something to be careful of here just because it comes out of china which let's be fair most things do now they're such a big country our, our got mobile s- phones are yeah, made in china exactly they've got such a huge huge manufacturing culture there everything you know they can make anything yeah. uh, i have a friend who has business here and, and he does a lot of business in china as well he was there last week he can get a set of rims made from the factory next door to where he operates from for like $50. Yeah. And and it's just because they're putting out two or 300 an hour. Right. It's just a mass produced mm. item which brings the cost down. It doesn't necessarily mean they're bad quality. So it's, I think it's more do, of a perception. Do you think you need you need it needs to be legitimized? So if you're going to put Chinese rims on or Chinese parts, that make sure that you've got the documentation that goes with it. It's from yeah. a legitimate distributor. That's right. They're standing behind it. Here's the here's the receipt. Here's the documentation that That's goes right. with it. Yeah. I, I, we can prove where these parts are, so that uh, yeah. there's someone there's there's a trail to trace back to. That's right. I mean, I I, I can I can think of an example with. This is obviously not rims, but with brake pads, I I know of the company and the the manufacturer of brake and friction linings in the UK that cover almost seventy percent of the whole of the market that goes for. And and so you'll have a a, a production line with a type of brake pad, and when it gets to the end, one of them will go into a certain (laughs) branded box, one will go into another branded box, and one will go into another branded box. And I I could go there and ask them to brand a box up with. Glen Power brake pads if I had the money to do that you know yeah. and, and they'd all be the same but if it's traceable back to the source with some kind of documentation why not yeah, it's that simple there we go easy uh, really quick one that's come through uh, any issues mixing engine oils so I guess this is you know you've got whatever you got put in when you got your engine oil changed you're at a you're at a workshop and you hey I need to add a half a liter of oil can you mix and match or do you need to stick like for like Ideally, we need to stick like for like, not just with grades, but with constitution. So whether it's mineral or whether it's a synthetic, ideally. And I say that because there are some vehicles with specialised oil grades. You Mm. take an M-series BMW that has 10W60 graded oil. There's not many service stations that if you're in there filling up with fuel and you check your levels, you notice your oil's low. Yeah. There's not many service stations that carry that, and if you've got to get home, something is better than nothing, but don't just throw anything in. Try and research it. Call the workshop that services your car, take their advice on it. And in an emergency situation, that's fine, but I would recommend getting an oil change done as soon as possible. Excellent. Let's head to the phone lines. We've got Nikhil joining us. Good evening. Welcome to the car clinic. How can we help? Good evening, uh, guys. Uh, it's nice to, nice to hear you guys again. I actually... 
uh, I'm calling regarding last week's show. I I really didn't get a chance to speak to you guys. Okay. I really wanted to talk to you about uh, the challenger, the interesting discussion about. Uh, I think one of the callers had a question about the challenger. Oh, that was the the maintenance costs on yeah. on getting yeah, the challenger yeah, yeah. versus some of those other vehicles they were looking at. I can't yeah, remember what the other ones I, were. Yeah, I, I think one of them was the. Uh, I think Fusion was one of them, or the Taurus. And um, I think there was a BMW or a Passat. And, oh, uh, yeah, you know what? That's right. It was a Volkswagen, <laughs> and it was the Ford. Uh, yeah. But, and, and yeah, I the think... The only reason... Yeah. yeah. Go for it. And the only reason I'm bringing this up, uh, guys, is because I actually own a Challenger. I own the SRT8. Um, yes. And I got it secondhand off, off a really good sort of local owner, and yeah. he really maintained it well. Um, I, I, ha- I had a slight disagreement with you guys because I haven't had... Uh, and thank God, touch wood, I haven't had major uh, sort of costs in, in maintaining it. And I think it was also down to the fact that the previous owner had taken really good care. So, well, yes, good. it's a rear-wheel drive car. Yeah. And I have had a serious issue once with my rear tires. That was only because the alignment or something was way off. Mm. And my tires shredded almost like I was doing burnout. So, even when I went to the... And I, one thing that I always do is I always go to the agency because the previous owner, when he signed off the car, he even took me to the agency and said, uh, I'm even transferring the warranty to you because wow. in the last nice. year of his warranty. Yeah, that's very and nice. even uh, a good gesture from him was he even paid for the warranty transfer. So that's I have I have actually gone to the agency to service it. Yeah. And this is a no-win endorsement to them, but I just feel peace of mind when I go to the agency and uh, no disrespect to even the gentleman sitting beside you. No, but no, no, my, no, my no we always say, them. none taken. We if you trust somebody, stick with them. And, and yeah. I, you know, the, the smile should be on your face because yeah. the, those folks from last week, they, they were going for the Challenger. That was, uh, right. at the end, that was their Excellent. deal. I'm, I'm, my thing is always, what do the tires cost for those things? <laughs> That's always right. my so, dilemma. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I paid uh, about eight hundred and ninety, eight hundred and ninety for the for the each tire, and I had to change my rear two tires because the right. front swap the front tires were okay. fine. Yeah. But yes, what they did was they took the the front tires and put them in the back, and the new tires were in the front because of the weight distribution. Uh, the newer tires always need to be on the heavier side of the car, which I believe is the front. So uh, that's what they did. And the problem that I had wasn't because. I was flooring the throttle. It was purely because the alignment was off, and I, yeah. I just for some odd reason I never ever got a check until it was too late. Yeah. So yeah, to answer your question, I got each tire for about eight hundred ninety, and then I got wow. um, I think a rotation and balancing and all of that thrown in, like a couple of free ones that I could come back and do at the agency. So they were very kind in sort of adding that bit. Cool. Um, but yeah, and and the battery. Now that's interesting because you all discussed that as well. Yeah. Um, it's been over two years for my battery, and I haven't had to change it because AC Delco under the hood is that is that what they put back into it? Uh, You'll have to look after. That, that's pretty good. That's pretty. Yeah, good. Two years is good for a battery. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Is the is the uh, battery in the in the boot for the Challenger? Is that the reason? Because uh, yeah, when they're in t- when they're inside, they don't really suffer with the heat as much as the ones in the engine bay. Yeah. So that, right. that helps yeah. a lot. That helps a lot for sure. Hey. Yeah. Hey, you so, know what? Yeah, Thank you very much for calling in. My pleasure. Great, my great pleasure, chatting guys. with you, and we'll uh, we'll chat we'll talk to you again real soon. Definitely. Take care. Have a good night. Bye. Good night. You're listening to the Car Clinic. We're fixing cars. Glenn joining us from GT Auto Center. As Abdullah has done, he's got a great question. Uh, he's called back in today. Two days in a row. He's a car guy. He's a, he's a petrol head. There, yep. there you go. We, you get the badge. We we'll get we got a certificate. We should start making certificates. <laughs> Uh, he's come back and says, I hear a lot about the scrapyards in Sharjah for spare parts. 
how easy is it to get the right parts in Sharjah scrapyards? Would you recommend it to OEM parts uh, at competitive rate? Or would you, you know, I guess, yeah. yeah, there we go. First choice for me would be to go OEM. If, if the genuine isn't available, if it's an older car, or if yeah. there's, if there's an, option, an, an issue with price, then I go OEM. That's just the way it is. New new's always going to be better than than, than old. Yeah. But there are great options in in Sharjah for used cars. And, and the scrapyards are phenomenal. The yards are huge. But and you can find everything yeah. and anything. But it's navigating your way around it and making sure you're getting the right part and making sure that it's not worse than the one you've taken off. That's the issue. You don't know until you fit it in some yeah. instances. So that's yeah. the problem. Anything could be cleaned up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So this is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 a difficult place to do business, unfortunately, because yeah. you, you really, really have to know, know what stuff. you're doing. Yeah. 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 So, um, I'm I'm with you, OEM all the way. Yeah. There we go. Uh, here's an interesting one, and, and I, I I can't imagine this being true. Uh, s- s- someone's just bought a brand new Wrangler. Well done. Yeah. Uh, salesman said, "There's no break-in period. It's uh, is this the case now for modern cars? I've never heard that before." No, report him. Yeah. No, <laughs> I no, mean, there's uh, always a break-in period. If you just bought a brand new one, you've still got the owner's manual. Read yeah. the manual. It'll tell you in there all about it. There's always, always a break-in period. That m- modern materials are alloys. Yeah. They're, they're, they're much better in terms of their like production and construction. Modern I'm, oils are better. Yeah. They're going to want to change period. that oil after yeah. a thousand kilometers. Yeah, That's because sure. it's breaking in. Yeah, yeah definitely. You, know, yeah. you don't take it out doom, doom bashing yet. It's, it's, it's a very, very silly thing to have said. Yeah. Uh, this person clearly, yeah. uh, I, I'd have a question with him. Yeah, read yeah. the manual, take the manual yeah. back into the salesman, and show him exactly yeah. what it says. In the I, manual. I've heard that with zero vehicles, everything. No, you have everything. To. It's a mechanical moving part. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there we go. No, no, there's a breaking period. Uh, yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's as simple as that. Wrong. Uh, and, and of course, maybe the guys at Jeep are going to come back and say, no, no, our, our, not our, our vehicles. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I'd uh, still have my own then. <laughs> <laughs> Drive it soft for the first at least yeah. 5,000 kilometers. Respect it for the first oil change. And I'm sure two. there's an oil change after 1,000 Ks. Yeah, I mean, I, and, and until you've changed the oil a couple, maybe three times, I'd, yeah. I'd be taking it easy. Yeah, for sure. There we go. Uh, back to our question about changing the exhaust system. It goes, uh, cheers, guys. It runs like a dream. Still under Porsche warranty for one month. Hence, interested in changing the exhaust soon. By the way, Cat 2 is redundant on the Cayenne Turbo. Main concern is uh, triggering engine warning lights, which is a a distinct possibility with the sensors. Yeah, it is, because although that engine is 2009, they're pretty good. It's, as we said, almost 10 years old. And if it's in any way deteriorated which it 100% will have regardless of the maintenance on it you might have issues and if, if there's no catalytic converters to work and, and bring those emissions down then you're going to have a problem potentially yeah okay there we go uh, and and further on that the extended warranty on the Porsche is great is what yes. the message comes yes. back to. Uh, another one, Fahad's come back for our Challenger gentleman saying, what your caller needs now is a Mustang GTV8 2015. <laughs> Dodge interiors are from the 2009-ish period. You need something new. Yeah. <laughs> Those I, are fighting look, words, you the, see? I These mean, guys are having an, a match against each bring other. Bring this one up next, <laughs> next Monday. But I think even even there is a clear distinction, Ford and, and Chrysler. On, but, but you tend to pay more for 
like for like Ford than you would on a Chrysler vehicle. You you, you just tend to, yeah. and that's just the way it is. Got another one that's come through from Fahad saying, Glenn, great show. I need your help on my second car, a Lexus IS 300 2008. The AC works fine on most days, but fails only when driving fast or downhill in my basement parking, in brackets. Mm. On idle, the AC does not fail. Funny enough, it says check air con on the display and the AC goes off by itself. But if I start the AC in, say, five to ten minutes, it's back up and running. Fine. Uh, need your expert opinion. The Lexus have always, always been up there, and they're sometimes unsung because of Mercedes takes all the limelight with the advancements in technology. Now, for it to come up with a message saying check aircon, the only thing I've ever seen on a Lexus from that kind of era is for the filter. They have a, yeah. a light telling you that you need to change the air conditioning filter, as do BMWs and some other vehicles. They're, they're on the same kind of system as your service warning light. So it may be that it's talking about the filter. Whether that's something that will then allow the car to turn the air conditioning off, I, I doubt, because it needs to be comfortable in the car, otherwise it's dangerous to drive. So I'm not sure that that's connected or not. It may well be, but I, I, I would I would get that checked. Yeah. Uh, there could be a lot of issues with it turning off. It could be icing up. The, the gas could be a little bit too low. It, it could be a lot of issues with there. Yeah, with especially that. With the, it sounds like a gas issue, especially when it's yeah. going downhill. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think you need to get it checked. The check aircon message, I, from what I've seen in the past, is typically just because the filter's due for a change mm-hmm. and it needs to. If it has been changed, the the, the light needs to be reset. Yeah. So take it in, get a quick checkup, and yeah. you'll you'll be laughing. Yeah. If not, you won't be laughing. <laughs> no. Uh, no. One last one that's come through. Uh, Christian has a question about Porsche Cayennes. Uh, the Porsche Cayenne S wants to know, approximate if you have any idea what kind of mileage this, these kind of things can do on average. Thinking about buying one and heard the S is the most reliable. Any thoughts from your side as a, a workshop uh, guy? Look, the, the V8 engine, they do, it's not just Porsche. But at the end of the day, this is a Porsche. This is a well-engineered car. Yeah. They've been making cars like this for, for a long time now. You know, that, that Cayenne is 15 years old. It, it's gone through a few facelifts and generation changes, but it's 15 years old. They know what they're doing. And they've been making engines that are great for a long, long time. It's all down to maintenance. If you've owned it from new and you can look at yourself in the mirror, hand on heart, and say, I've serviced this on time every time, you'll have no issues that that can go and run and run and run what i would say is the older it gets bring the interval down a little bit so if you were doing 15,000 kilometers between all changes to start with maybe at three years bring it down to maybe 12 then again a couple more years bring it down to 10 get it down even if you're having to change the oil after 10 years at 10 years of old if you, of age so if you're changing the oil every five or six thousand kilometers you know what it's worth it because if you think about what it's going to cost you to go out and buy a new one of those if there's a problem with the engine mm. you're definitely going to be paying more than you would be for a few a few extra oil changes so keep on top of the maintenance oil filter spark plugs air filters everything on there that needs to be changed routinely and something that people always forget fuel filters yeah yeah there we go Glenn, and by the way, thank you everyone who's texted through. Thank you, Esther, for manning those phone lines and keeping this show on the road. Without Esther, we fall apart. 
D- yeah. Truly. No, it's, it's happened before. Yeah, it has happened before. It's like the karma's all gone. <laughs> so thank you very much, Esther. And uh, Glenn, once again, thank you very much. And if, if folks want to find Glenn, GT Auto Center is where he hangs out. That's over behind the Dubai Garden Center. It's easy. It's in Elko's. Easy in, easy out. You'll love it. Uh, appreciate you coming through and taking questions as you do every week at this time. Thank you. And we'll do it all again next week. Same place, same time.